Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. We honor the Lord through his son, Jesus Christ. And we are incredibly grateful to be blessed by such a gracious and kind God. Hallelujah. I'm in a place of gratitude. That's a fresh place I've not been since I saw you last. Been through a few things. And God has been faithful. And so I'm really excited to be here with the Judson family. Appreciate you all so much. I love you. Love all of you. Thank God for our relationship down through the years. Would you help me celebrate the angel of this house, the one, the one pimping down the side aisle? Bishop Terry Brown. Bishop Terry Brown and Lady Brown. We God bless you. We honor you. We salute you. We get it. We understand. And certainly also to the Liberty family. God bless you. I've not met many of you before. Thank you for being so nice. I pay very close attention to people I never met before. I pay very close. They don't even know it. Sometimes I take their picture. I pay very close attention to people I've never met before. And Liberty, you, you have just been incredibly kind and receptive. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so very much. Well, congratulations, Judson. 70, is it 70? Shut your mouth. 70 years of grace and mercy. 70 years of miracles and majesty. Hallelujah. 70 years of lives being turned around and minds being changed and families being encouraged and demons being run out of town. 70 years. Wow. Congratulations and to God be all of the glory and I'm so glad to see all of you. Deacon Reed and Minister John and Tansy and Norma and Dr. Sarai and the girls and and all of y'all also, amen. Of course, I was met at the airport with the exquisite professionalism of Brother Theo and the, and the uh, impeccable excellence of Minister Span. Praise the Lord. I tried to get my hair to do like his before I cut it off. Amen. Something don't work, you take authority over it. Cut it off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then we, when I pulled up into the lobby of the hotel, I called Bishop Brown before I even got to the front desk. I just, just, I just called Bishop Brown. I told him, I said, Bishop, Bishop, you don't, you didn't have to do this. 
song we used to sing. I was, you know, I don't know why Jesus loved me. But I'm so glad <laughs> that he did. And I'll leave that right there. Uh, uh, Judson, we, we go back a long way. And since, since anniversaries are wonderful opportunities to reflect on history, let me just also honor the memory and legacy of my best friend on the planet, the late Dr. Johnny V. Baylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is just the truth. That's just, it is what it is, you know. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And uh, this powerful, this powerful music ministry, this powerful music ministry, I asked Dr. Baylor, ain't no use in me lying about it, I asked Dr. Baylor years ago, I asked him, can I just take this band back home with me? He, he wasn't having that. No use in me wasting my time asking you. Yeah. Look like they, they're going to stay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you so very much. And the dance ministry messes me up every, every, every single time. Amen. Well, the word of the Lord. Genesis chapter 26. Um, I've been warring with this. I don't war routinely when I go out to preach. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm usually pretty good. But I've been warring. Been warring. And my armor bearer, they have my armor bearer with me, Deacon James Jenkins. And he knows we, 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 we've, we've had a little rugged schedule this weekend from D.C. to Buffalo, Buffalo to Erie, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania here. Yeah, and so, you know, you're, you're ripping and running. You want to be settled. And I had planned to be settled. Till I got to my room. And uh, so anyway, I absolutely know I'm in the pocket. So. So if you have to stay up half the night, long as you land in the pocket. <laughs> Genesis chapter 26. Uh, verses 14 to 22. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's Servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines, and stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art mightier, much mightier than we. New Living Translation says it like this. Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. He, he said, Go somewhere else. Verse 17, and Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar uh, and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which he, they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, full of Philistines, and stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. 
And Isaac's sons, Isaac's servants, digged in the well, found there a well of springing water, and the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, this hill water is ours. Let's say what you will have made. This, this water is ours. And he called the name of the well Asic because they strove with him. And so they digged another well and strove for that one also. And he called the name of it Sitnal. And he removed from hence and thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Now I know um, over there in Carson, y'all usually pretty responsive to the word. I, I, I won't. Y'all ain't changed, have you? We're not gonna adjust nothing based on. Okay. So therefore, look at your neighbor and say, overcoming adversity. That's what we want to talk about. Over, overcoming. Overcoming. Getting over it. Pushing through. Yeah. Can I preach? Overcoming. Overcoming adversity. When the Lord gave me this Message, I initially wondered, here's what I was wrestling with. I wondered, what does adversity have to do with an anniversary? Because I like to come, you know, I'm sensitive to the occasion. I've been to seminary. I know you don't just come and just, you know. So anniversary, you want to you wanna, you wanna dance, sing, shout. And holler. Celebration. And then I thought about the fact that anniversaries are actually opportunities to reflect on where you've been and how far you've come. And we all would have to admit that while we celebrate the wonderful things the Lord has done in and through and for Judson, we also must acknowledge that there have been some tough seasons. Am I telling the truth by myself or are you going to join in agreement? There have, been, there have been some tough seasons where God had to bring you well, if he had not brought you through, you'd be in a mess, right? Am I talking to anybody individually and personally? Somebody shout if it had not been for the Lord. And so, and so when it comes to adversity, each of us, each of us respond differently. Even each of us Christians. Even each of us tongue-speaking, spirit-filled, Bible-toting Christians respond 
differently to adversity. There are times when we may respond successfully and productively. And by successfully, I mean that despite the adversity in our lives, our faith is strengthened. And our walk with God continues. And in spite of it all, we draw close to God. But then there are those other times, if we tell the truth, uh, we, we may not respond so successfully. Sometimes the challenges ha, ha, leave us feeling defeated. I ain't got no honest people. It, leave us feeling, I didn't say leave us defeated, but leave us feeling and looking defeated rather than victorious. And instead of trusting God and persevering in faith, we settle into a negativity and a pessimism. And that's when you know the enemy is getting the upper hand in our lives. And so I want to I wanna share a few principles uh, from the text about overcoming adversity. The first principle in overcoming adversity, now watch this now, it ain't going to be deep, it ain't going to be mystical, and you won't even be able to tell that I'm intelligent. Let's <laughs> come set the conditions. Here it goes. First principle of overcoming adversity is this, expect it. Sometimes it's the simple advice that has the greatest impact and the most profound effectiveness. Expect adversity. I'm convinced that an essential key for overcoming adversity is to realize that it is not the exception. But, but it, is the, it is the norm for the Christian Life And I know y'all got all kind of evangelists out here. Yeah, I be seeing them on TV. Well, my wife be seeing them. I don't pretty much turn it off. But there's not always something wrong when you meet up with adversity. It does not always indicate that you're living a ragged life. It's not always evidence that you are less than spiritual. Uh, 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 it's the norm. It's the norm. The reality of the matter is that God got some blessed people, anointed people, whom he loves and he uses, and yet they will inevitably face some painful and severe and lengthy adversity. All I need is two witnesses. Hit you out of nowhere. Okay, in Genesis 26, we learn, we learn that Isaac was a man of God. And, he, and we see where he obeyed God's instructions by remaining in the land in spite of a famine. Isaac was promised the blessings of God. Anybody in here been promised that God was going to do something? He promised. Well, in, 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 in verses 12 through 14, come on, let's teach a minute. We see some of the, those blessings being manifested in Isaac's life. God provided abundant crops. Yes, he provided plentiful flocks. He, and he did it all despite 
the famine. And yet, in spite of God's promise of blessings, in spite of unusual uh, abundance, we also see Isaac beginning to face some serious adversity. Isaac, teach us something here today. How many of you know that God can bless you in spite of what's coming against you? No, 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 you misunderstood. I'll try a little clearer this time. How many of you know that God can show enough? That's how the old folk in my church that God can show enough bless you in spite of craziness coming up against you and your house. Somebody shout, won't he do it? Okay, come on, let's walk through this. And by the way, by the way, the wells were not, the wells were not the actual blessing. Uh, the wells were the symbols of the blessing. Ne ne never get the expression of the blessing mixed up with the blessing itself. See, some of y'all can only praise God when you got a new car. And you call that your blessing. And it is a blessing most of the time to get a new car unless you went in debt. But, 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 but the expressions of a blessing must not be getting mixed up nor substituted with the, the blessing itself. God is the blessor. So when you know God and you got God and God got you with or without a car, you already blessed. Okay, so Isaac was forced by Abimelech to move away from his his land. And even after he moved, he faced more adversity and more opposition. Now, what the text teaches us is that receiving God's blessings does not exempt us from adversity. Christians should expect adversity. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you had a real hard time? I am not talking about you had a hard time finding a parking space. <laughs> I heard you. As a, as a Christian, you basically become a target for trouble. Either directly or indirectly, Satan will oppose you in every conceivable way. He will cause trouble through health problems, through financial hardship, through family struggles, through ministry chaos, mental and emotional upheaval. Anybody ever almost lost your mind? Oh, okay. Where the group that really lost it? You better holler something and give God a praise for getting you back. Come on now, some of us didn't get back. We've been out there and couldn't find our mind. I'm one of them God brought me back people. Holler yes. 
as he will. Okay. He brought me. Brought me back. Brought my wife back. Bought my son Kevin back. See, the problem is y'all ain't been nowhere. But when you've been like some of us been, and couldn't nobody go with you, and when can't nobody go with you, can't nobody find you. But God finds us because he never left us. We way over here. Don't nobody know what done happened to Kelsey. God said, I got you. Come on, come on. I got you. You can trust me. Boy, if I keep on thinking about the goodness of Jesus, I might not make it back to that manuscript. Somebody holler, God kept me all the way. Sometimes it was just an inch. Sometimes it was just an inch. Sometimes it wasn't discernible, my progress, but it sure was God. Could you all have a seat so I could make it back to I'm back. So, 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 so watch this now. None of us should be surprised by adversity. Instead of being shocked and rocked, we should expect it and get ready for it. Jesus said, in this world you shall have tribulation. But hang in there, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The apostle Peter said, dear friends, don't be surprised at the painful trial. You are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. James, the brother of Jesus said, consider it pure joy. That's the part. That, that one is a little hard. Consider it pure joy. When you go through hell, consider it joy. Okay, the bottom line, bottom line is every believer, no matter how spiritual or how faithful, will face adversity. Let me move on. And when you do, when you come face to face with it, the key to overcoming it is to not give in to it, not give up in it, but persevere through it. Okay. I want to say it again. When you and not if, when. When you encounter adversity, the key to overcoming it is to not give in to it, nor give up in it, but persevere through it. Verse 17, look at the text. Isaac moved away. That was not in his plan. It was his land. You ever had your rights violated? By people you thought you, well, okay. Isaac moved away. He departed from where he was, and he and he set up his tents. Uh, he, he dug out the wells that had been dug during his father's uh, Abraham's lifetime. But the Bible says the Philistines, watch this, they were envious. Okay, now I don't want you to raise your hand because. Don't want nobody punching nobody. But have you ever been injured by envy? 
No, 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 no. Okay, I go a step further. How about within the church? Um, I'm saying, Theo, have you ever known the anointing was on the song you sang? I said, the anointing, not your talent, the anointing. God, God sat on the, on the ministry of music and blessed the house. Then here comes. Here comes, here comes sister, sister, what's her name? Her name is they wouldn't let me see. That's her name. No, that's her name. That's her name in every church I ever preached in. They wouldn't let me sing. I could have sang better than Theo. I know the song better than Theo. I got moves better than Theo. I look better than <laughs> But they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't let Envy injures. And, and the Philistines were envious. They were envious based on their perception of Isaac's blessing. They said, you done got too big to share the same space with us. You got to go. Um, by the way, Judson, don't you let nobody run you out of the church. Excuse me, I'm back. Don't you let no wicked church member run you out of the ministry that God set you in. You tell them I was talking about them. The wretched, raggedy, no good, lying spirit. Don't you let nobody convince you. Excuse me, I'm back. Have a seat. It's just kind of overcame me. I ain't been talking to nobody, just talking to Jesus. And so and the Bible says the Philistines, they were jealous and they stopped up the wells. They stopped up the wells. They dug up some dirt. And, and, and dropped it in the well. And they filled the wells after Isaac's father's death. Verse 19, follow me now. His servants digged in the valley, found a well of springing water. But the other herders argued with Isaac's herders, claiming that this water was theirs. Wait, y'all. They didn't argue during the digging. They all get doing the springing. And so Isaac named the well Asek, uh, which means argument. Somebody say argument. They, they had fussed and argued over who owned the well. Isn't it amazing? It's always the people who are nowhere around when the digging is going on. Got an attitude coming up in me. It's always the people who are nowhere to be found when the work is taking place. That's an exception here at Judson. It's an exception here probably, but every other church I've been in, 
It's always the people, Sarai, who wouldn't answer the phone and wouldn't return the call and wouldn't support the vision. But when it's time to reap the harvest... When it's, when, it's, when it's time when it's time to enjoy the benefits, all of a sudden they got something to say. They were silent and absent, but now they're vocal and visible. Um, you couldn't get them to come to a prayer meeting. They had time to come to Bible study. You couldn't get them to work in a ministry, but all of a sudden, they got an opinion. If it were me, I wouldn't have painted it that color. If you don't smile, I'm going to know something. <laughs> Look, the Bible says, watch this. They digged, say they digged. They digged in the valley and they found a well of springing water. But the other herders argued with Isaac's herders. Verse 21, then they dug another well and they argued over that one also. So Isaac named it Sitnal, which means accusation, say accusation. Are y'all staying with me? I've learned that the spirit of accusation can be a strong spirit. It can distract the work. It can discourage the workers. It can derail the vision. A spirit of accusation can be your greatest adversity. Trouble comes in different shapes, forms, and fashions. Whatever you do, get this, y'all. Make sure you don't get stuck in the arguments and don't be stunned by the accusations. Are y'all sure you're listening? You, you, you heard what I, I said something there? Don't get stuck in the arguments and don't be stunned by the accusations because from a spiritual perspective, the enemy has an agenda and he crafts a strategy in keeping with his agenda. So if he can get you stuck in what somebody else said they think or if he can cause you to be stunned because you wasn't expected to come from a sister they wouldn't let me see. Say expected. Verse 22. We're going to walk through this real quick. We're almost there. He moved on from there and dug another well. Y'all tracking with me? But this time, this time, they didn't argue this time. What was the difference? So he named that well Rehoboth, which means roomy. He said, he said, now the Lord, now, now that you've been through what you now that you persevered through what you encountered, now that you endured, now the Lord has made room for us and we will prosper in this land. We will be fruitful in this land. The lesson here is that if you learn how to handle adversity,
adversity. If you learn how to keep it moving in spite of arguments, in spite of accusations, God will usher you into a season of increase. Now, let me just be honest with you. I can't stand false prophets. I was pretty direct when I said that. Yeah, I can't stand them because they're not accidental. They are intentional and strategic. They're deceptive and demonic according to the word. I can't stand false prophets who know what your appetite is. So they whip up something and feed it to you and get you into a frenzy and you ain't got nothing when they're gone, but they got your check. Oh, excuse me. Can't stand them. But I'm qualified to prophesy to you. I got credentials in the kingdom to speak forth on the behalf of the God of the universe. Hallelujah. Listen when I tell you, I prophesy to somebody today that God is making room for you. Glory to God. In spite of adversity, God is making room for you. In spite of accusation and opposition, God is making, he's not going to do it, he's doing it. I'm telling you, no matter how it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it seems like, God is using it to make room for you. And if you can receive what I am saying as a prophet of God, I want you to show some signs of agreement. Do you agree with God? Do you agree that it is God? Shout Hallelujah. Find four people and tell them I see room coming. I see, I see room. I see room coming. I see room coming. It may have not arrived yet in a manifested way, but I see room coming. I see room showing up. I see room manifesting. Do you see it? If you see it, say it. The problem, the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem is we keep on being determined to walk by sight. I mean, we kind of know intellectually that we shouldn't, and we know theologically that it doesn't work, but we just keep on doing it. And so based on what we see, based on what we feel, based on what we heard, I'm going to have to put my praise on reserve. No, no, no. I mean, come on, come on, come on now. Now, now let's be reasonable. Because if, 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 if Judson has ever been anything, they've always been intelligent. That was a jab. Uh, Y'all always been smart. It's all right. You know, if you're smart, you're smart. 
just saying. Watch your little smart self. Because your little lofty intellect can be blocking your blessing. Because you want to base everything on your calculators. And your skill set. Now, 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 strategic planning is absolutely important in the kingdom. It's biblical to meet, pray, plan, evaluate, anticipate, forecast, yeah, yeah, collaborate. Everybody can't do all them eightens. Some people can't spell all of that stuff. My assignment in this message is to do my best to tell you that God said the church still belongs to him. This is the Lord's church. You are the Lord's people. You are the sheep of his pasture. He got the whole world in his hands he got you and me brother in his hands if he got the whole world in his hand you know he got the church say neighbor I'm going to need you to be a little careful neighbor you just might want to take your hands off and your mouth off. God's church. Now, unless you got an attitude, go on and give him a praise. But if you got, if you got an attitude, sit there and be mad. I see you. I see you. Mad don't look good on you. It make you ugly. Pay attention. Pay attention. Can I tell somebody that I see God making room for Judson? I see the Lord ushering you into a place of expansion. I am not talking about a place of painted walls. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a place of new carpet. That's that's nice. That's nice. But I'm talking about I'm talking about an expansion that only the hands of God can orchestrate an expansion that'll baffle your mind, an expansion that'll get the attention of your naysayers. If you can halfway see it, let me hear you say, I'm about to see it. I'm about. Jesus. Pay attention, pay attention to the text. Pay attention to the text. Isaac faced continued say continued he it wasn't an episode of adversity it was it was continued adversity it was ongoing opposition not once not twice not three times but over and over and over every move he made there was opposition every 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 step he took there was an argument 
Every plan, that plan, every plan presented, there was adversity. Am I painting the picture for you? The wells were difficult to dig. It was painful work. They had to dig through stubborn soil. I want to stay there, but I will not do that. They, they had to penetrate rebellious rock. They had, they, they had to dig through lots of stuff. And much of the time, their digging appeared to be in vain. It was frustrating. It was discouraging. It was almost enough to break Isaac's spirit. Is there anybody listening to me today online or sitting in the sanctuary? Whoever, you ever been in a season of ongoing adversity? You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's, that's that kind of trouble that just ain't about to let up. That's that kind of trouble that shuts down any light at the end of any tunnel. It don't look good. It don't feel good. And many people around you will tell you, this ain't good. I came to tell you, they don't know what they're talking about. I came to tell you, they don't know like I know. Did y'all ever used to sing that song, you don't know like I know what the Lord? See, when you've been through some contradicting seasons in your life, when nothing matched up, nothing made sense, nothing seemed to be lucrative, nothing, nothing was working out. And then, without your help, I got to get out of here, girl, without your help. God showed up and said, now, I've always wanted you to know that you couldn't do it on your own. But apparently, I had to allow you to figure that out by yourself. Now that you are hopeless, now that you are broken, now that half of them so-called low-down, dirty friends almost said a Johnny Baylor word. Uh, now, 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 now that they done turned their backs on you, and not only are they turning their backs on you, they talking about you like a big dog. He's, and the Lord says, okay, come with me. Let me show you me. You've been fighting with them because they've been fighting against you. But what you don't realize is that you weren't the issue. It was always me. They didn't know it because they wouldn't have fought me if they knew it was me they were fighting against. They thought it was you. I prophesy in the name of the Lord Jesus that any institution, organization, or, or leader in this city or Carson that fights against the progress of what God is doing in the Judson Church, they will regret it on a whole nother level. Because what they don't know is they are not fighting the church. 
They are fighting the Lord of the church. Somebody give that Lord a praise. Come on. They're fighting the Lord of the church. They're making themselves enemies of the cross. I'm just saying, so don't, don't be surprised. Uh, don't be surprised when stuff just start happening with the people who fighting what they think is the church. Don't don't be don't, don't. I try my best to compassionately warn various communities. Don't put your mouth on the Lord's church. And while we're talking. No, no, no. I, I try with compassion and love to warn certain institutions, organizations who have agendas. Like organizations who want to redefine the family. I'm trying not to look at nobody. I'm looking at the carpet. They're going to redefine the family. going to redefine gender you're going to take it into your hand and decide, you decide I am representing today as a well and so I compassionately try to warn them just be careful don't find yourself fighting God while you trying to fight me First of all, I done learned better not to fight you on your level. I got somebody who'll take your hind parts out of here so fast. Excuse me. Okay, I'm almost there, uh, Bishop. What, what? I want to show you something in the text because it is key to overcoming adversity. In spite of the diversity, in spite of the difficulty, okay, this, here goes another ultra simple one and I'm, I'm going to quit. I got to stop lying. Okay. Um, but catch this one. It's ultra simple but it's major. In spite of setbacks and in spite of struggle, Isaac did not put down his shovel. I could stay there. I'm not. I, I, I ain't going to get a chance to finish this, but he, he, he didn't put down his shovel, but he kept digging. Judson, can you hear me? I believe the Lord sent me here today to tell somebody that in spite of adversity and difficulty and setbacks and discouragement, don't put down your shovel. Okay, while I'm there, Bishop Brown, Bishop Brown, hear the Lord to you, sir. Don't put down your shovel. Now, now you might put down some other things. But don't put down your, if you put down your shovel, you forfeit your blessing. Isaac persevered and continued and kept at it. He could have given up and he could have given in. He could have walked away. But instead of getting stuck and becoming bitter, he kept on digging. This is where I'm going to quit. Everybody stand up with me. I'm a, when I tell you I'm going to quit, 
Grab your neighbor by the hand. Some people get nervous when you grab their hand, but if they try to kind of act like they're pulling away, tighten your grip. I authorize you to dislocate their shoulder if they try. assignment for your life. You don't get the luxury of skipping over adversity. If you want to accomplish the will of God, you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to persevere. You're going to have to wait and wait through the adversity. But no matter how many wells the Philistines stopped up Israel. They just kept on showing up to stop up. They dig another well, the Philistines show up there, get some dirt, throw it in there. They go dig another well, the Philistines show up there, get some dirt, stop up the well. Say neighbor. The Lord's word to us today is to keep digging. Squeeze that hand right now in the name of Jesus. When you feel like giving up, keep digging. When you got grounds for discouragement, Keep digging. When you see no evidence of positive outcome, nobody likes to invest in fruitless ventures. Keep digging. It might be a marriage. And the reality of the matter is you watching it fall apart. Reserves the right to hold some of the insights from you. He does. Thank God. So you, so so you, so you digging? Cause he told you to dig. He told me to dig. He told me to dig. He told you. And he didn't tell me to stop digging. And these jokers who ain't helped dig nothing they show up out of nowhere and block the dig and you hear God say keep digging so you go over here you dig another well same thing now you He, he 
gonna give you that. Say, neighbor, keep digging. Because one of those times, that thing is going to break loose. Say, neighbor, in just a minute, I'm going to need you to let go my hand. Because I'm believing room is coming. Let that hand go and begin to give God an anticipated praise. Praise him like, like the well is springing up. Praise him. Good God Almighty. You've been tired. You've been frustrated. You've been weary. But let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. Keep digging. Keep digging. Oh, man, I got to get out of here. Keep digging. Wow. Hold it a minute. Listen. Don't get your digging mixed up with God's rooming. God is making room, but it's not because you're digging. It's your covenant with God. You just digging. It's almost like blind digging. But faith ain't blind. Because faith is obedient. And while you're digging, he's making room. I want you to stretch your hand towards your pastor. Come on, Bishop. Bishop, don't put down your shovel. Come on, Bishop. We'll hold up your arms. Now, Bishop, you're going to have to let us. If we see, if we see the shovel dropping, we'll be right there to catch it. Don't put down your shovel. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging, Lady Brown. Keep digging. Keep digging. Good God Almighty. Oh my Jesus. Oh my God. Keep digging. Father, in the name of Jesus. Allow a digging anointing to flow 
bishop's way. The anointing did not just dig, but to keep digging. In the name of Jesus. I speak stamina on his wife. I speak unusual, unique strength to stand not just by him, but with him as you make room for them. We give you expanded praise in Jesus' name. Let me hear you. Come on, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see room coming. I see room coming. I see room coming. Oh, God. Hey. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Do what we know to do right now. Let's, let's bless the name of the Lord. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Let's bless God for his presence. And let's bless God for his usage of this vessel, this man of God, who's proclaimed and sounded down in our ears and in our hearts what thus saith the Lord. If you believe what God said through him, put your hands together, open up your mouth. Come on. Come on now. We've got to get out of here, but I need to talk to three groups of people. The first group is the group that when you came here today, you did not know Jesus. You had no relationship with him. Somebody invited you. You heard about it, whatever. The traffic was stopped up, and you thought you'd come and straighten it out, whatever it was. You, you came in here not knowing Jesus. You knew about him, but you didn't know him. And you need to know him today. If you've purposed in your heart, I've got to get to know Jesus today. I need to see your hand, wherever it is. I've got to get to know him today. I need to know Jesus today. Let me see your hand. Don't be shamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be, af don't be, don't be scared. All right? Second group, you, are, you, you know Jesus. You've got a relationship, but you've not been connected nor committed with consistency to the Lord's church. To the Lord's church. You've been out of church for whatever reason. You, you, you left. You, 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 you took a break. You've been on hiatus and it, it got extended. You've not been actively involved in church. You've been watching others dig. And even critical of it. But you heard God talk to you today. If that sounds like you, let me see your hand. Don't, don't be, you, you're among people who love you. For those in those first two groups, if you want to be a part of this church, whether it be the Judson Church or the Liberty Church, whether you need to know Christ today, 
We want you to be a part of the body of Christ globally, universally, and locally. So come and make that decision today. Thank you all for worshiping our God as we've celebrated these 70 years. Listen, 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 listen. God is doing a strange thing. And I need us to keep digging. It, the text never said Isaac didn't get tired of digging. But in spite of, he kept digging. You just told me to keep digging. I'm telling you to keep digging. Amen? And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of your wonderful Holy Spirit, be with each of us now and forevermore. We lift up this man of God and his armor bearer, and we pray, O oh God, for safe travel back to D.C. And when they get back to D.C., I pray for their households that all will be well. I pray for the New Samaritan Church that she will be stronger than ever. I pray for their families that their families will be better because they have invested in the kingdom of God globally. In the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, we pray and praise you. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.